40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. So Bob and Lisa wrote in this week, said, Cam and Missy, been enjoying your podcast, praying for Missy. My wife and I recently purchased our own 40-acre farm in central Indiana. Congratulations, Bob and Lisa. Bob says, it is in need of a lot of work, but we're trying to transform it into our own little piece of paradise. We moved in too late to start a garden, save the Blue Lake beans that we planted in a baby pool in the attempt to make them portable. Heavy rains just before we moved made it nearly impossible to take them with us. Luckily... Bob says, we've leased some of the tillable ground, and there are soybeans growing, so we will have some income. Additionally, we've cut the pasture and will bathe the hail tomorrow. Having lived in Virginia for over 20 years before moving to Indiana, I can picture most of what you're talking about as you tell us of your travels. I've lived all over the state, spending the bulk of my time in Hampton Roads, Richmond, and, oh yeah, Northern Virginia. Bob says, I lived just outside of the Beltway for 12 years, having worked at Dulles Airport, air traffic control. Bob says, I can honestly say I don't miss it, and I have no desire to go back. My 14-mile drive grew longer every year until I needed almost an hour to get to work. Bob says, thanks for the podcast. It makes me, feel, makes me feel better as I stumble around my farm. It's wonderful to watch the sunrise over the pond in the morning. It makes the hard work feel so much more worthwhile, such as scraping the stone back into the driveway after every rain. Uh, Miss E., we, you are in our thoughts and our prayers. We plan to listen to you for many years to come. Bob and Lisa from the Two Bricks Farm. Bob, thank you so much for writing in. Congratulations on you and your wife's new adventure there in central Indiana. Uh, 40 acres. What, uh, when, I, when we first bought this place, I talked with a guy who um, I was out at a shot show in Las Vegas. And uh, I was telling him about uh, this, and he had grown up on a farm. And uh, he said, "How big is?" It? I said, "It's forty acres." And he said, "Oh, so he said it's not." Uh, he said, "It's not big enough to make a lot of money, but it's uh, just enough to have some fun." Uh, and I said. I hope it's enough to make a little bit of money <laughs> as well as having some fun. And I hope that it's big enough for you to make a little money as well, Bob. Uh, I've got to ask, though, because my 16-year-old son is now thinking about uh, air traffic control as a career. And so if you don't mind, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on right now, but if if you don't mind, Bob, I would love to get your thoughts on um, your time as an air traffic controller, what did you enjoy it? Um, would you recommend this as a career for someone who is, you know, 16 and is looking to um, look, looking at this as, as a possibility in the future? And if if so, what would you recommend uh, he do? What what can he do to um, to stand out and to, uh, to to get into this field? If, if you don't mind answering those questions in a follow up email, I would love to hear from you again. And thank you so much for uh, writing in today. Greg also wrote in. He says, I always like it when you talk about Oklahoma. My mom grew up there. My grandparents lived there until they passed away a few years ago. I've lived all over Texas, but Oklahoma City was always a second home to me because no matter where we lived at the time, we always went there at Christmas and in the summer. I have many fond memories of going to Oklahoma City 89ers games at their long-since-demolished stadium and doing various other things around the area and even more far-flung parts of Oklahoma with my family. I I remember going to the 89ers games, Greg. I, that was one of the best parts of being a kid was going to the 89ers games, seeing the fireworks after the game. It seemed like 
like every year the Beach Boys played uh, a concert uh, at the uh, minor league ballpark. Uh, Steve Miller was usually at the zoo amphitheater every summer, but the Beach Boys were always at 89ers games. Uh, last week, Greg says, we went back to Oklahoma City and my parents met us there to spend some time with family who still live there. We ate a Johnny's charcoal broiler. Oh, man. Some of the best burgers around ever, Greg. City Bites, fantastic deli. The bathrooms are kind of weird, right, Greg? Because the bathrooms are actually like two-way glass, and so it looks like a mirror from the outside. You go into the bathroom, and you can see the restaurant while you're doing your business, and that's always just weirded me out. Uh, My parents took my son to the Science Museum, which was called the Omniplex back when I was a kid. Yeah, and it still is the Omniplex to me. Uh, We saw the H&H shooting sports, but we didn't have time for a visit. I'll have to rectify that, Greg says, on a future visit. You will have to, because that is a uh, can't-miss spot in Oklahoma City. Greg says, uh, I enjoy hearing about your garden. We don't have one this year, but we've done it before, and we hope to do it again. I also enjoy hearing about the various projects you all get into, including Miss E's crafting endeavors. My wife collects crafts like some people do sports cards. She's a crocheter, and she often takes a hook and a modest supply of yarn with her. She usually makes little stuffed animals in the amigurumi style, which she usually winds up giving away. Mostly she doesn't have something to do with her hands. Greg says, I had the opportunity to meet you at the 2013 NRA annual meeting in Houston. Thanks for the brief conversation and the selfie with you. While we were there, my wife crocheted a couple of small animals, turtles, I think, and we gave them to you for your kids. I'm wondering what they thought of them. They loved them, Greg. And I remember that. Thank you. It is, uh, uh, and, and Miss E does the same thing, by the way. She'll make like the little animals and then she'll just give them away. Greg says, uh, thanks for letting me ramble and reminisce. Looking forward to the 2018 meeting in Dallas. Uh, Greg in Dallas, not to be confused with the Greg with the llamas, I guess, unless you get llamas, Greg in Dallas, in which case you will be uh, Texas Greg with the llamas. And thank you. And I'm looking forward to Dallas in 2018, the NRA annual meeting there. Hopefully, maybe, Greg, you can get out to Atlanta in 2017, because I think that is going to be a fantastic uh, NRA annual meeting as well. I also heard from Patty in California and her husband, um, who said that, uh, and I've known Patty for a long time now. I've never actually had a chance to meet uh, her husband, but her husband is a doctor, uh, Jeff. And uh, Jeff was nice enough to send in um, some information for Missy. And I got to tell you, Patty and Jeff, um, there was a night when there was a bit of a freak out happening. I, I, I think it's safe to say. And I remembered your email and I shared your email with Missy and just hearing what you all had to say from a medical perspective. It really did help. So so thank you for writing in. Um I don't want to share that portion of the email with you, but I do want to share the part of the email where Patty and Jeff talks about buying 26 acres in McKinney, Texas, and uh, starting their plans to become farmers. And yet, Patty and Jeff in California are one of the few conservatives in California that I know of who had the opportunity to move to Texas and yet did not. They're still there in California. Fast forward to today, Patty says, my son hated Texas. He had moved to Dallas. But he didn't like the weather and the slowness of things. And so he moved back to California, where we all love the weather and hate almost everything else. My oldest got married last year to an awesome Russian-born American beauty, inside and out. They sat us down and made us promise that we would not move because we needed to be close to Los Angeles when the grandbabies arrived. How could we refuse? So they're trying to sell their land in Texas, perhaps look for some acreage in Big Bear, California. Patty says, maybe after all, we can have a farm. 
an alpaca farm. Well, listen, I I wish you the very best, Patty. You know, I would say uh, Arizona's not far away. Um, <laughs> maybe you could get a ranch there, and uh, and you'd still be able to drive to Los Angeles within a few hours, and uh, and you'd still have your freedom. But uh, you know what? We do need freedom fighters in California, and thank you and your husband for being uh, those who are advocating for liberty and freedom. And thank you again for the kind words and the well wishes. I, I really, really do appreciate it, and so does Missy. Now, speaking of California, I saw this story. Um, this is going to have a huge impact on agriculture in California. This is from uh, CBS San Francisco. Actual headline, Cow Fart Regulations Approved by California's Legislature. California's legislature has approved regulations on cow flatulence and manure, both blamed for releasing greenhouse gases. The measure was approved shortly before the end of the legislative session uh, after its author, Democratic Senator Ricardo Lara of Bell Gardens, agreed to give dairy farms more time to comply. The legislation seeks to reduce methane emissions associated with manure to 40% below their 2013 levels by 2030. Methane is one of several gases, CBS San Francisco says, known as short-lived climate pollutants that don't persist for long in the atmosphere but have a huge influence on the climate. Uh, the bill also calls for efforts to significantly increase composting to eliminate the amount of food waste in landfills, which releases methane when it breaks down. So the uh, the cow fart regulations, you might be wondering, San, uh, CBS in San Francisco didn't actually describe what was going to have to be done in order to regulate the cow farts. Um, but apparently they're talking about changing the diets of cows. And in some cases, uh, this, this boggles my mind. Because if you're talking about, so on the one hand, we want the grass-fed, right, free-ranging beef cows. We don't want them in feedlots. We don't want them fed just a, a bunch of, you know, corn and uh, food that they wouldn't be eating normally, right? That We don't want that, right? We want the, the grass-fed black Angus beef. But apparently now we don't want them to eat the grass that they're eating. So what does that mean for farmers, are they going to have to actually try to plow under all of their pastures, plant new grass that the state says uh, will produce fewer cow farts per million or whatever? This, this to me, is just absolutely insane. Uh, and note, by the way, that it's 2016. They've got this regulation. They want to reduce the emissions by 40% by 2030, right? Uh, which gives, again, all kinds of time to delay and uh, push back and turn this into a political issue and grant political favors. And, okay, dairy farmers, you can have another year. Uh, don't you feel good about us? And you're going to vote for us now, right, that we've uh, given you such leniency. I just I don't like this at all. And I think that this is going to be a really, really bad move uh, and a really, really uh, tough spot for a lot of dairy farmers and uh, cattle ranchers in the state of California. Anyway, we're going to take a quick time out. We've got more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network coming up, so stick around. We'll be right back after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
in the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.